This is Melanie Ake. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet the M21 Empowerment Team of Tuan Nugent and April Hawley and learn how they have transformed their lives from incarceration and addiction to a powerful purpose. These two are on a mission to help others pivot to their purpose in 2020 and beyond. There are many people to thank for the visibility of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 new Airstream mobile podcast studio. Christie's Design and Sign, located in Greenwood, Indiana, is one of the companies. We chose to include Christie to help us create the right messaging and visibility for our new mobile studio. Christie's Design and Sign can help you with your graphic and messaging needs for many projects. If you want a company that goes above and beyond for your business needs, choose Christie's Design and Sign. I'm really excited to share what's happening at Everyday Leaders. Go to everydayleaders.com. Subscribe to my website where you can learn strategies to become a leader in your own life. On the everydayleaders.com podcast page, you can connect to the guests of the 2019 Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit and listen to your favorite episodes of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Now, if you're ready to take the next step and become a leader in your own life, go to my Everyday Leaders store, select the Life Strategies courses, corporate strategy workshops, or even personal coaching. Go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe, and keep up to date on all of our programs and valuable leadership lessons. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, April Holly and Tuan Nugent. I am so excited you guys are on 50 and 50 tonight. Thanks for joining me. Hello, hello. Hey, Melanie, what's going on? Hello, M21 Empowerment Group. You guys are blazing through 2019, and you guys have made a big impact in your communities, in our communities, and I can't wait for you guys to share your story. Thanks for coming on. I'm sincerely, my heart just goes out to you tonight. We really appreciate. <laughs> we really appreciate it. It's been super busy in 2019, and we cannot wait to dominate 2020. Oh, you guys, if people are following you on social media, so your M21 Empowerment Group, and I want you both to just kind of um, connect to our listeners because everybody is going to be so excited when this releases. Thinking about where you started, where you're going, and how they can connect to you. So whoever wants to take it first, tell me a little bit about your journey of when you started doing personal development, what that looked like for you in your environment and how that started to change you. Uh, I guess I could start off, Melanie. I, I kind of get this question quite often, but I think, um, I think you know, for some of, you, some, some of you guys that don't know my story, you know, I, I've been incarcerated three times. Uh, I've done about maybe 10 years in prison. I had the faith aspect down. It seemed like, and it, it, I seemed like 
you know, every time I went to prison, I used to always flourish, and I was always in some type of leadership position. <laughs> it's funny, it wasn't until this last 16-year sentence where, um, you know, I finally sat down. I knew I had this call upon my life, and uh, I just didn't know what it was, but I finally surrendered, and, and through five years of God just sitting me down in obscurity where I was just concealed from the world, and that's where God began to develop me into becoming uh, the man that I was always created to be. And that was when I discovered personal growth and development. Mm-hmm. I realized the missing piece in my life at that time was I had faith aspect down. Uh, I knew about the Bible. I knew about those things. I didn't know how to lead myself. And it wasn't uh, until I discovered John Maxwell behind prison walls was when my life and my leadership really started just changing. There was this shift in my whole life. And uh, man, that was really the beginning. Uh, of my journey of personal growth and develop, development. So, so before that, what did you think about, you know, because you were trying to change yourself and you were trying to, like we always say, right, when you're trying to learn a lesson, sometimes it takes a few times. Sometimes it takes us going, why is this happening again? You know, and if we want different results, we have to do things differently. And and so you decided to take charge. You decided to do something differently to get different results. Right. Something I say now, Melanie, a lot is uh, I didn't I didn't challenge the change, so I stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I didn't want to become better tomorrow, then there was no need for me to change today. And I, I think I I settled for just living a mediocre life, and I got really I'm gonna use the word comfortable because I think that's what it was in my life. I got comfortable, and then I'm gonna use self image because I, looking back in retrospect. God revealed to me that I had a really poor self-image of myself. I didn't, and I, I hid that. Um, I decorated my outward appearance by flashy things, shiny objects, money, success. That was how I kind of put a mask on and didn't realize that I really had a poor self-image. So that put a lid on my life to where I couldn't surround myself with other people that were ahead of me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think for listeners, so many people are thinking about 2019 and what did they do in 2019 and what do they want to change, right? Coming into a new decade, the encouraging story of both of you, kind of what you wanted to do with your life and then, and how you're stepping into it. I think that's the key here is we all can make a change, whatever it is in our life. If it's relationships, if it's career, if it's weight loss, there's so many things spiritually, right, that we have to connect to. And we need encouragement. And and so when you guys got together and you say this empowerment group, I mean, that's a huge word, right? The, the words, the, the um, cliche words that we say, you know, toxic and and awesome and, and change, right? We hear all of those. But when you think about empowerment, what is that? How does that lift your spirit? Like when you decided that was going to be your group name, tell me about that. April. Um, actually, we, we went back and forth with this. We kept thinking of different, um, different birds. We were like, okay, so what, what really showcases what we're doing? And we said, well, we want a movement. And then we would come up with empowerment. And then um, it was really crazy because uh, Tuan's birthday is the 21st, and I kept seeing the numbers. So I'm very, um, I'm very dialed in with, with uh, you know, th- this synchronicity of numbers that constantly pop up in my existence. 
and 21, whether it be 521, 1021 kept coming up. And one day I, I said to him, what about movement 21? Mm-hmm. And then um, we threw an empowerment. So we went movement 21 empowerment. And then it just, it just stuck. And then now it's just M21 uh, empowerment to, to make it short. But it was all of this. It really, to, to appreciate the name that we gave it, it would really have to go back to where we started with, and that's uh, March, you know, IMC. That's when everything changed for us is when we really invested in that part of our personal growth. And then from there, we left um, IMC on, on uh, the 12th, and him and I uh, met virtually on the 14th, and li- literally history is being written as we speak. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing. Isn't that amazing? Because for some people that don't know, you know, we're all part of the John Maxwell team. And so, as he says, he's faith-based, and you don't have to be faith-based to be a member of John Maxwell. You join it just as any other Zig Ziglar or Tony Robbins or any kind of um, group, right, that you want to follow to become part of the same mindset team. And so when you say you went to IMC, for people that have not um, gone through that, it's our International Maxwell Certification And so when we join, we get to spend several days with our world-class mentors, and we get to be trained from these mentors, become certified, and really start to focus in our lane of training, speaking, coaching, and, and really develop our voice. And so when you say that that's really the transformation, right, that's when you start to say, what does my voice look like when I leave here? And how am I going to use it? And so that's why I love this empowerment word, because... Here you come out of it, you design the name, and you guys have been gangbusters since you left. And it's been amazing to really watch that that blaze, that trail behind you, and how you're creating these groups, and you're really encouraging people to say, look, if you feel lost, if you feel, you know, not that you don't fit in, if you feel like you need to change, if you feel like you need to take control, join us. And so it's so cool to watch you. And, um, and so I just applaud you. I wanted to celebrate you and, and have you have the opportunity to connect to other people that have gone through um, the challenges that you have and know that there's hope and they're, they're, all that has to be done, right, is change. And so you've got to take control of that change. Um, so, oh, my gosh. I would, I would 100% agree with that and really um, where where my story t- uh, ties in with Swans is um, I went from addiction to redemption and now I'm killing it with confidence and that really is my signature talk because um, it's kind of like I, I tell people all the time nobody could really understand appreciate or or value where I am today unless I take them back to 2012 or even further back than that because my addiction started when I was 12 years old. And if you think about that as being a parent or a grandparent or an uncle, an aunt, whatever that looks like, can you really imagine what it's like to think of a 12-year-old being in full-fledged addiction? Pretty much, I I lived on my own at uh, 14. I really raised myself, and it wasn't because I had bad parents. It's because anybody that's ever taken a dispersonality, I'm a very D, a very dominant personality, and really nobody was going to tell me how things were going to be done. I was the type that had to experience life for myself and learn from really hard lessons. 
And because of that, I stayed in addiction all the way up until I was 30 years old. And on December 12, 2012, I received a phone call. It was about 8.45 in the morning. And I, I had a social worker that told me, do you want to be an addict or do you want to be a parent? And in that moment, I knew that because I'm very dominant, that I wasn't going to let somebody else have control of my kids. Mm. And that was the defining moment in my life where I had to, one, call their grandparents and tell them that they were going to have to stay with them for the next three, the next three months while um, I pulled myself together and make choices that most people um, wouldn't make, which was um, keeping keeping everything silent, which was crazy. But I was, I was at that moment suffering in silence from addiction since I was 12, mm-hmm. realizing that my mom was at that time dying from cancer. So all of these life-changing moments were just coming together, and I had to make a choice. And then in 2000, I, I, I got clean, of course. The kids came and lived back with me. Nobody knew in my entire life that this was going on but myself and my ex-husband. And um, I was doing really good. And in 2016, uh, another defining moment happened, and I was drinking too much. My ex-husband was using, and, um, and my dad had came up to me and said, April, you're starting to look like me. You got a big gut and no butt. That day, I literally looked in the mirror and said, I am emotionally, physically, and financially broken in every area of my life. I was clean from drugs, but I had started drinking to hide the pain. Mm. And from that moment, um, the next day I started running, which I love to run. I started uh, working out 30 minutes a day, changing my eating habits, started listening to personal development. And that's when... Um, about 2000. So I had been doing this consistently. I had lost about 43 pounds at this time. And then I stumbled across John Maxwell and I was looking at actually joining the um, National Speaking Association until one day an ad came across my Facebook and there was the John Maxwell uh, (laughs) certification. And I said, oh my gosh, I got to be a part of this Mm -hmm. until I heard the price. And at that moment, I was like, I'll never be able to make this work. And Macy, my mentor, um, you know, we got on a call, we figured it out, and literally the rest is history because when you want something bad enough, you will figure it out. And I figured it out, and and here we sit um, building M21. Isn't that amazing? You know, and everybody says when you go through something like this, this transformation, you look at those points in your life and, and you say, at this point, I decided that I was going to change because for so long, you said from 12 to 30, it was just how you lived. It's just what you accepted. You just thought you were going to get up and life was going to go on. And even though you had some influence to maybe pull you in and say, yeah, you could have that, or you thought about it, or you recognized that maybe that was a direction you could go, you still hadn't made the decision to change. And that's so critical. And, and so for people listening, struggling through the holidays, I have so many clients that I talk to and they say, yeah, but I can't, but that's easy for other people. So I want you guys both to kind of talk through, you have lived this. What does that look like when you have to learn and learn and relearn, right? The choices that you make, 
Twan, tell me about that. Saying you're you're going back through the third time. How did that feel? Did you feel defeated when you had to go back? And how did you just overcome that? I the word that comes to mind is failure. I think early growing up, so I grew up in a very high performance Asian driven culture. I mean, like my uh, my reality as a child growing up was I thought I was supposed to be like this doctor, right? That was kind of like the, the, the typical stigma or the trend, whatever you want to call it. But our, our measure of success growing up is based on uh, you having a good career uh, and making a six-figure income. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I grew up looking at. And I found myself in the comparison trap. And when I really started failing in middle school, that's when I didn't know how to recover back from it. And so that led me down this kind of like this dark path where I didn't know how to embrace failure. And so looking back into my third time going back to prison, in that moment, I made a decision. And what I did was I challenged the chain and I said, I'm going to step out of, outside of this comfort zone and I'm going to enter into a zone of discovery. I, I had to find out what true authenticity looked like because that was something I was lacking along with having a vision for my life. But embracing failure as my friend was the biggest thing that changed my life mm-hmm. because most in you, you hear John Maxwell speak on this. And I, I say this all the time too. It, we impress people with our success, but we truly impact people through our failures because people are looking for you not to be perfect, but they're looking for authenticity. Mm-hmm. So when I decided for once in my life where, you know what, I have to embrace my story. I'm no longer going to be ashamed by it because God's not done writing my story. So embracing my failure as my friend and not a foe allowed me to use my failures as a stepping stone instead of this big monument where I wasn't able to climb up over it or get around it. Mm-hmm. So in prison, a lot, of, a lot of guys don't embrace failure, and they don't know how to deal with it. Uh, I just made that decision where, you know, okay, I failed many times that failure is, is a process. And I hear John speak about this too, where failure and success is not as far as the East is from the West, but it actually comes together as a co- complete package. <laughs> and I think really understanding that in growing our business and really stepping out and just chasing after our dreams has really propelled us because that's, if you look at it, millennia, you know, the, one of the questions is, let, let's say you take two people. One has one person failed in the same way the other person failed, but one failed into complete self-pity and destruction while the other one failed into his destiny. Mm-hmm. What was the difference? It's how you embrace failure, mm-hmm. friend or foe. Absolutely. You know, and it starts with intention, right? I love the 15 laws of growth. I've taught it for Every single week since I left IMC in 2017, (laughs) I love that book because every part of the themes, right? The 15 themes, it encourages you to say, okay, you failed and failing forward is another great book. And, And you think about these concepts and you say, how do I apply my life with intention? How do I become aware of what I'm doing and how this is affecting and I'm influencing other people, right, in my own environment. And April, I love how you talked about your kids, right? How are you going to be a better mom? How are you going to take responsibility for something that you're doing to yourself in your life? And how is that going to influence them for the next generation? 
And so I applaud you both for stepping in and saying, you know, my world is more important for the people around me than it is about me. And that's the transformation. I I think, um, honestly, Melanie, that was the biggest thing is when I grew up, all I knew was chaos and dysfunction. Mm -hmm. I literally lived like the Jerry Springer show. That's not, I mean, it sounds funny and and it's it's a crazy show to watch, but that reality was my reality. Every day, I never knew what was going to happen. We had, you know, our windows shot out. I've had my house broken into. I've had all of my belongings stolen by the people that loved and uh, that I loved and trusted the most who have truly hurt and damaged part of me that I didn't think I could recover. But because of personal growth and realizing that you can't be around toxic people and grow, that you have to cut those people off and you have to grow. Mm -hmm. So I had to grow. I had to grow out of the people that loved me the most, which was probably the most painful. But through that, I realized I could never allow my kids to feel the pain and suffering that I had to go through at all ever in their life. Um, And that is truly what made me decide that I was done. And I literally from 12, 12, 12, I have never touched drugs again. That was it. That is so awesome. No, that's such an awesome story. And, And so, so here we go. Right. And when I listen to you guys, what you don't see on the other side of this, I just write, constant notes. (laughs) So words that pop out when you guys are talking is trust. So I want to throw that word out there. How did you become trustworthy of people? Because in your life, you're set up for these things and you talk about failure and you talk about, you know, having to rebuild this. This is really the core of relationships is trust, right? When we break that down, when we're able to be authentic and we can step into a room and know that we're confident within our own skin and that we can trust our own judgment. That's the big deal, right? Trusting our own judgment. So for people that are listening to this, the message for them to get from you is how do you regain that trust in yourself and that confidence in your life so that you can step into who you fully want, need to become? Honestly, this has been something, so trust is Still to this day, the hardest thing, because like I said, the people that loved me the most Mm -hmm. hurt me the worst. Mm -hmm. But when I started realizing that there's this little bitty, actually it's not little bitty, it's very big and it's right in the pit of my stomach. And when something isn't right, something isn't right. And I've learned that as long as you trust that internal feeling, you truly will never go wrong in your life. And when that is going off, when, when that little, it, it's almost like a, like a radar and it's just like, bing, 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 bing. when that thing starts going off, when you shy away from trusting it is when the bad stuff happens. But as long as you follow in the right direction, knowing that you're being ethical and you're being authentic and you are doing what is good, then you know that you are going in the right direction. Like, you know, you can, you can start to trust people. And when I don't trust somebody, I am polite, but I just kindly remove myself from that situation. I don't let them too close to be able to damage that part. I think as you start to grow, you start to learn who you can actually trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And it so begins with yourself. You know, here we go back to the 15 laws, right? <laughs> the law of the mirror. <laughs> Think about if we believe whatever we believe about ourselves is how we show up. It's how we show up in the world and it's how yeah. we accept others. Right. And so I think this is a huge topic of discussion and, and why I, I wanted to kind of toss it out there because Tuan, for you, so you were, you were inside, you were incarcerated and you started this Bible study, right? You start this group, you start this movement for people from prison, right? To purpose is, is right. what I've heard you really promote and really talk about from your heart because there are people, right? Just because you're in a different environment doesn't mean you can't add value. Doesn't mean you can't grow. Doesn't mean you can't start. And one of my favorite quotes from John is, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And right. That first step, that first fearful step, what did that feel like when you said, I, I need to do this? I wasn't... Um so, you know, in my journal, I had written down one of my goals was after reading the Zig Ziglar book, see at the top of my favorite, it was a classic. Now, Zig says, you know, to improve your self-confidence and boost your self-esteem, if you have the opportunity, join a public speaking club, okay? Mm -hmm. So while I was in prison, this sounded great. I don't know if I would have ever joined a public speaking club on my own. I was one of those type of people where I always had to bring somebody with me in order to actually go somewhere. And I realized not everyone's meant to come with you. Sometimes you got to go alone. Mm -hmm. uh, so I remember writing that down in my journal one time. Like, okay, we're joining the public speaking club. I got sent to this new unit, all right? And all of a sudden, I hear them call out for Toastmasters. Had no idea what Toastmasters is. And if you guys don't know what Toastmasters International is, it's an actual public speaking club that's worldwide. Here I am at my first Toastmasters meeting realizing that what I wrote down was to join a public speaking club. And as I sat there spectating, watching these guys get up there and deliver these dynamic speeches that are timed with an evaluation, okay? So I'm watching these guys get critiqued on their speaking ability after they're put on a time clock. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm going to join this club. I thought I was good enough, but being in this club was like, no way. Melanie, I spent two months making every single excuse in the book on why I was good enough where I was at, and I didn't need to join something that was competitive. Mm -hmm. That was my excuse. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get involved with this competitive environment where I was going to be compared. And, and that was my excuse. And, and I finally challenged myself, and I said, you know what? You don't have to be great to start, but you got to start somewhere. And why not start now in prison? And that was, I mean, that was a game changer in my life because that one decision where I said, you know what, I'm going to invest in my potential. I don't know what it's going to look like. And I joined Toastmasters. Let me remind you, my first speech, I bombed it. I literally, <laughs> I literally missed the mark because I memorized every part of my speech because I wanted to be so perfect. And since I memorized every single word on that speech, I got to a point where I froze up and I went into this mental block where I forgot a whole paragraph. Okay. So imagine you're timed for at least qualified for four minutes. I, I totally forgot one paragraph. And in the end, I got disqualified. Then 
I got to go for an evaluation. But during that evaluation, I want this was this was something powerful for me because good leaders are able to recognize the ability of other people. Mm-hmm. I love that because a lot of us don't lack ability. We lack the ability to recognize another person's ability. Mm-hmm. During my evaluation, the guy that evaluated me said that he said, "Tuan, man, you're great at taking flight." You have always you, you start great, you have a hard time landing. But it was what he said at the very end that literally changed my trajectory. He said, Tuan, you're gonna be one of the greatest postmasters that has ever stepped foot on this unit. And even in the midst of my failures, that first speech, I embraced that part. I embraced my failure. And I ended up becoming the club president, whereby I became a speaking mentor. <laughs> and from there, I just advanced in my leadership and my communication. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, just looking back, like that—that that was one of those moments where I, I, you know, I just was willing to go to the window of life, and and instead of just betting a little bit, I said, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to bet on Tuan Win, mm-hmm. and that by far has just just increased my confidence level now in who I am and just what. I have inside me is just really like, I mean, that's, that's a big part of like why I do, why I'm able to do things I can do now is because that confidence. Mm -hmm. Well, you stepped into it and I want to just hit a highlight here because someone gave you the permission, right? Someone, a mentor, someone that was around you that saw that greatness within you, they spoke up. They didn't just watch you and clap and, and say, Oh, good job. They encouraged you. And we talk about mentorship. This is so important for people not to just sit on the sidelines and watch and go, oh, yeah, oh, did you see him? He did a great job. But to actually get involved, right, to step forward and, and let people know that what they're doing is affecting them and what they need to be the cheerleader and step up and give you that, you know, turn that confidence over because that's powerful, right? That's the power that you can then absorb and then you take it and you skyrocket with it because <laughs> you feel it, you know, it's inside, but sometimes we, right. we still question ourselves, right? Because of fear. And that holds so many of us back, anxieties, fear, depression, other people uh, comparing ourselves, so many things that you hit on. And so I really want people to get this message. Like we can do anything that we set our minds to. And and you guys are both proof of all of these laws, of all of these lessons. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> we love you too, man. Oh my gosh. April, I want you I want you to tell me your women's group, the female empowerment group. You've got a lot lot of members in here, and I know we're going to do some fun stuff together. You've got amazing people, and you are challenging them. The 21-day challenge. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Tell my listeners what you're doing and how you're encouraging these members. People need to join this group. The female empowerment group, actually, so I will tell you a true story of how this came about. So I've always wanted to empower women, but I didn't trust them. And that was the key is I didn't trust females because I'd been so hurt. And so my challenge to myself in 2019 was to build a female empowerment group. And I had was on the way back from the hospital. You know, my dad has had a lot of medical problems and 
um, Twan and I were in one of these little quarrels of uh, business relationships, and he says, you said that you were going to have this empowerment group. You, you were going to help build up females and, and blah, blah. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll check you on that. I literally went home that night, built this female empowerment group, and in one month we had over 500 members. I love it. So that is the D personality that comes out in me. Don't challenge me, Mr. Wynn. Hey, I got to jump in real quick, bro. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you know, so when we started M21 Empowerment Group, of course, it was, you know, so it was men and women, but we, she's D, I'm very I. So <laughs> I'm a leader in the moment. She's a leader in the future. Like, she processes things. I'm like, hey, we'll figure it out on the way. Let's just have fun. I can gather people. Like, and we used to have all these disputes on working with each other and building these groups. And it was one of those days where I was just really frustrated because I felt like I couldn't make decisions without her just really analyzing things and just how are we going to get there? How are we going to do it? I was just like, let's just do it. And that's where I called her out one day. I was like, you know what? You need to build your female group. Like, I mean, you about female empowerment. And it was just kind of like, let me empower men. Let me and you empower women. And I challenged a D and she went and I mean, she blew the doors open. Like, that group surpassed our first group yes. in literally a month. And I'm like, I'm over here trying to resurrect the dead horse. Trying to see if they would be active. And she's over here on fire. And, you know, it's funny. I tried to join the women's group, seeing if I could sneak in and see what they had going on. It didn't work. You had to wear a wig, first of all. Okay, so that message here, right? The lesson is if you have not done a disc personality and you decide to do one and you find that you're an I like Twan, you got to find a D in your life so that you can actually accomplish stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> I am the driver. I am the director. I make stuff happen. <laughs> I, I gather. <laughs> no, but that is so important because if you don't, if you guys didn't have each other as a team, you would be able to kind of sit here and do a vision board all day, Tuan, like me, <laughs> and create all these things. But you got to have that other person to push you, right, to challenge you, to say, okay, you're on. Here's your timeline. And that's really critical because as you're struggling to try to find yourself in your purpose and your trust and your belief in yourself, if you don't have those people around you, right, here we go back to your environment. But if you don't surround yourself with the right mindset and understanding different personalities, you could just sit there all day and say, oh, yeah, I wish I could get that done. But you guys made it happen. And that's why I celebrate you both, because the struggles that you've had are no, no more, you know, defined for your own life, right? Then other people have said, oh, well, you don't know how bad I had it. You don't know how bad it was. You don't know how, how difficult it was to get away from my environment, my spouse, my parents, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my sister-in-law, whatever, right? It's always right. that one person that you say, if I could remove that person, man, my life could be different. Well, I tell you what, what we learned through John Maxwell and the training that we have from the Maxwell Certification Program is that one person that we have to remove is ourself. It's that one belief that we have. And so when we decide, when we can change that belief and we can step into what we value in our life and really start to 
understand and define that, we can soar. We can soar so high and influence so many people and really change the world. And that's what you guys are doing. And, and that's actually, I mean, very, very true. So on the motivation part, you know, a lot of people say, April, I wish I had your motivation. I wish I had your dedication. It has nothing to do with any of that, but it has to do with determination that I am not willing to stay where I was, but I am willing to work for what I want. And I would get up every single day. I didn't want to work out every single day. It sucks. It's a hard work. But I knew in my head, if I just got up and I did 30 minutes a day, I was going in the right direction. If I just got up and read 20 minutes a day of personal development, I was feeding my brain. If I just ate the right foods, then I would be able to make my body feel healthier so that it could be able to keep going during the hard moments. And the, the best part about it is, it's not that I don't have down days because I do, but I only allow myself to have 24 hours to feel crappy and depressed and embarrassed or whatever that is. But as soon as I lay my head down that night, when I wake up the next morning, it's time for action. It's time to get a plan together and figure out what am I going to do today that other people are not willing to do so that tomorrow I can have what other people aren't willing to have. So I say that every day. I will do today what others won't, so tomorrow I'll have what others don't. And I say it a thousand times a day if I need to, but I will work for whatever it takes to have a better life. Boom, 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 boom. What value, amazing value because you do. And if people are, are not in your group, they need to join it because you were on there telling them every single day, I'm holding myself accountable and I'm holding you accountable. And that's where it's authentic. Like Tuan said, you, you have to show up and you have to want to give and be a servant leader and know that everything that you do right? You show up and, and when you show up to give, you get so much in return because of the people that tenfold the waves, the ripple effect that you're creating this empowerment movement. So I am so proud of you guys. I just, I'm so proud of you. And I love that you're on this, the 50 and 50, the last show of the year. I always want to go out with a bang, right? To celebrate people that are really making movements in their life. And so I just appreciate you guys. I want you to just take a couple minutes as we close here. Tell me one powerful thing that you're looking forward to in this next decade. Go. I'm, I'm going to grow. So, man, I have a lot of words for 2020, but one thing I've been really been speaking about really is there's power in proximity. <laughs> one of the biggest game changers for us is who we play with. And I remember someone asked, they told me that one day, but it's one who you play with matters. And the thing I think about the most is the law of attraction. So it's not, we don't attract what we say, but we attract who we are. Having vision, having vision and authenticity has breeded confidence in my life. So despite my history, my background, it doesn't matter. My confidence is literally contagious. And what it does, it, it ends up attracting people in my proximity that I would never would have had before. And so that's something that I really push now because who you play with matters. So we need people that will push us into prosperity and people that will pull us out from this poverty mindset in 2020. So proximity is something that uh, 
is really big on our radar is who do I need to connect with? Who do I need to play with this next season? Because, I mean, we have this big dream, and we realize that with this big dream, you're going to need a dream team, and dream teams don't necessarily necessarily just come to you. You have to go find them. Mm, I love that. Go find your dream team. Oh, awesome, awesome. Um, <laughs> April? I would, I would say for myself, really, it's, I'm going to stick to my killing it with confidence. I mean, if you want to kill it every single day, confidence doesn't just happen, but it's being prepared. Being prepared isn't half of the battle. It is the battle. You have to plan for your week. You have to plan for your prepping of your food. You have to plan for all the things that are going to go wrong because the number one thing that we do know is shit's going to happen. But how are we going to get through it? As long as you're being prepared, thinking ahead, you're going to be able to build your confidence because you are already preparing yourself. And another thing with being confident is you just can't pour from an empty cup. You have to take time for yourself and do the things that make you feel good, that recharge your batteries. And it's not, it's not selfishness. It's a necessity for, to build yourself and your confidence. So I would say your letter is P, powerful, promoting, pouring into yourself. All of yeah. these, all of these things, like the proximity, I, I just keep thinking about what you're going to do in this next decade that's going to move you guys into this next decade. Think about 10 years ago where you were, right? right. Ten, if you could tell yourself, your 10 years ago self, that you would be where you are today, for all these listeners, I would just want to say, you can do whatever you want to do in this next decade. You need to connect to Tuan. You need to connect to April. You need to get on the train and find the proximity of people that can help you elevate yourself and push yourself. There's the other P, right? Push yourself. In the powerful story. In yeah. the powerful story. Man, um, I, oh, I love you guys. Oh, can I just add this real quick as we're talking about P's, okay? We connected truly because our stories, like, she heard me on stage at the IMC in front of 3,000 people just sharing my story from Prison of Purpose. We ended up connecting after that because she shared similar similarities with her story of addiction to redemption. But one thing I love saying now is your pain is a passport to enter into people's broken borders. And literally now something I use is your pain, your story, is a passport. But here, here's the cool part. Your pain becomes a passport, which can turn into a product. And I'm talking about books. I'm talking about stories. I'm talking about courses and all this. And then it becomes prosperity. And you just got to know what your pain is, how it becomes a passport, how you can turn it into a product, and then how do you profit from it? I mean, that's literally looking back like God was not done writing our story. What is he using our story for? It's a passport. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's a passport. Get on your train. Get your passport stamped. Get on with your life, right? Get on with your life and make your passport. There's your product right there. There's your passport. <laughs> Get your passport right. stamped for every single thing that you do, every day that you show up, every day that you prepare. That is an 
awesome idea for you guys. <laughs> Here's your stamps. <laughs> and right, transform your life. Uh, you guys, you have inspired me so much. I thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on here and sharing your story, just a little bit of your story. Again, people need to connect to you. I'm going to put the links on here as we post this podcast on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, going into New Year's Day to celebrate. Here we go into the new decade. Grab your life, grab your journals, and have purpose to drive your success. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. We love you so much. Thank you for allowing us to to blow out this decade and start the new one with this powerful story. Yes. Thank you so much, Melanie. You're welcome. Thank you guys for being everyday leaders. I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. You too. We appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. This is going to be fabulous. Um, One thing that I need real quick. I know you guys are trying to get on the road. I, if you can send me just a couple of photos from each of you, either with family or or whatever whatever you want me to do to promote this, because New Year's Eve, I'll be shooting this out as we release the podcast. Awesome. Okay. I'll send you um, probably one of us together and then the kids Perfect. as well. Perfect. 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 Awesome. All right. I'm going to let Thank you go. I'm going to let you get on the road, you guys. Thank you so much. This is good. this is just wonderful. It fills my heart with joy, and uh, and I'm so glad that we are able to be on this journey together. This is so great. I, where do you live at? I live in Indianapolis. Oh, so you're not that far. Okay, I just wondered because we were looking at doing some powerful summits, and so I just kind of wonder where everybody's proximity is. Yeah, so. well, we're I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I've got a lot of things I want to connect with you guys on this next year. So, um, how, awesome. f- how fun. All right. Sounds good. You have a good one. Thank you. Have a safe flight home, Tuan. <laughs> bye, Melanie. All yes, right. I will. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. I wanted to invite you to join my leadership class. It's Life Strategies 101, where I'm going to take you through the everyday 15 laws of growth. It's an amazing journey. It's 15 weeks with me as your personal coach. Join me, everydayleaders.com, and sign up today.